But holy shit. So I hit the live button, Geezy. It's official. We're actually just We're sitting, live. sitting here live. Trova.live slash Fleeties. You're back. It's been a minute. Um, we had some Christmas. That was always That's always exciting to get right into. But before I even have you on the screen yet, because the last time I used the settings on, on the the you know this profile it was for gino and i think i finally got gino like green screen to work enough but we let me let me fix my lighting i'll help you out well no it's easy i just have to hit that and typically it works pretty well so let's do this so geezy welcome ladies and gentlemen to hashtags and headlines we're back last one of the year right this is it like it's Everybody makes those like office humor jokes at work, like "see you next year," <laughs> or you know, "this is the last time this year we're gonna do this." This is the the, the main event, the end of the year. Like we all get it. We know that the year is coming to a close. Um, but Here, yeah, I won't see you next year because I'm gonna put my fucking fist through your face. That's it. Like I like I, I all, and I'm okay with office humor. You know, I, I I have to do it. I guess when I'm on the phone with people, like, hey, it was funny in like sixth grade, dude. Next time we chat. It'll be next year. <laughs> like there's always there's always some lame ass joke we can use to to kind of just keep some sort of a conversation going. But Geezy, you know who will not be? You know what won't be happening? You know what the last thing of the year that already happened is? Uh, there won't be another hashtags and headlines. Nathaniel Hackett was fired today by the Denver Broncos. This has been like the Raiders have obviously had a letdown of a season with their their first year head coach, like. Like I, I think that's a slam dunk easiest one of the most disappointing seasons for an NFL team. This team made it to the postseason last year with John Gruden emailing naked pictures of Redskin cheerleaders. Like they have done some pretty, they've they've made some huge. You know the Raiders had were had high expectations and obviously those were stripped away. So, and they cut their number one round draft pick. Dude. Yeah. Oh, we yeah we lost Henry Ruggs. We lost forget. we lost Damon Arnett. Like last year was such a whirlwind of wait, emotions. Wait, wait, wait. You didn't even say his name. Which one? Oh, Alex Leatherwood, the greatest, <laughs> the greatest draft pick in Raiders history. So we we've we've had a terrible year. The expectations were up here. We're finishing somewhere down here. But is that so? In my head, as a Raider fan, that we've had the most disappointing season because we at least made the postseason last year. But is there a more disappointing from expectations to results? Uh, than the Broncos because this is we got Bradley Chubb we got Russell Wilson Cortland Sutton is expected to take a huge step forward so is Jerry Judy there's all of these reasons to be excited as a Broncos fan to the point where they were saying the Broncos could win the West if the Chiefs fall off four and (laughs) eleven as it sits right now Nathaniel Hackett was already fired Russell Wilson looks like shit like I don't know if it's uh, people were saying well Aaron Rodgers looked bad in his first year with Nathaniel Hackett uh, is it is it that first year jitters or what do you think? Because Russell just looks flat to me. I, let's go back to my first question: Is this the biggest of the year, at least from expectations to what we're at? Is this kind of the biggest fall off? It has to be right because you don't go out and get a guy like Russell Wilson unless you think all you need is a quarterback to get over the top. That's why you do that, right? Yeah, if you get a Russell Wilson, you believe you're getting a Super Bowl champion, somebody who's has he ever won the MVP, or is he always just finishing in the top of MVP voting? Because that's another thing that you know Russell the regular season MVP. Yeah, regular season MVP. He's had some really good years where uh, I, I was, you know, I always hated Russell Wilson, but he always got his team to the postseason. And I'll never forget that game where they were down by sixteen to Green Bay or whatever, and they came back and tied it and then won it on the last play of the game. Like they've done some phenomenal. He's done some amazing things in his career, but for him to be for him to be in this situation now where like first year head coach was a failure, everything about this seems like it was his fault. He has not won an MVP and how, how do I not realize Aaron Rodgers has won the last two in a row? Oh, that is bizarre. Yeah. (laughs) What the fuck? Yeah, look, Aaron Rodgers is pretty good, okay? Like, yeah, this, these, these are the things that happen. Like, this season, can you think of him as the two-time back-to-back current MVP? No, not for Aaron Rodgers. Absolutely not. Like, <laughs> oh, fuck. He, look, look, he's good, all right? I'm saying, like, uh, I still, when I look at it, like, for fantasy all season long, I was always now, looking Now, Black says Broncos need Shannon Sharp. Well, Shannon Sharp was kind of the main person who was spearheading the Broncos' issues going forward, like, 
that they have this contract for Russell Wilson. They've invested like long term into Russell Wilson. Um, and if you're if you're an oncoming head coach, that's got to be a contract that you look at and go. I have no idea if I want to join a situation where I have to go with Russell Wilson for the next few years. No, absolutely fucking not. What what motivation is there to be in this team? Especially if I'm a coach, I'm never going to go to a fucking place where they fired the new head coach in the first year. And, and that's another reason why I know that a lot of fans are saying, Josh McDaniel, stick with him. You know, if we don't want to create a, a culture of firing head coaches after one year. But the Raiders have always been like that. Tom Cable, Dennis Allen. Uh, Hugh, uh, did Hugh Jackson head coach? There was a bit of a revolving door towards the end of Al Davis's. Uh, I was going to say tenure, but towards the end of Al Davis's life, he was. He would bring somebody in, and if it didn't work immediately, they would get fired. Even Jack Del Rio, uh, when he retired, when he retired, when he got fired from the Raiders, I think he had like a like a pretty close to even record. Like the same, he might have <laughs> had one. He might have had one more loss than win, and. They had made the postseason, and that was that season where Derek Carr looked really good, and then he got hurt. People were thinking they could have made it to the AFC Championship if Connor Cook wasn't our starting quarterback that game. So we thought that there was an opportunity there, and then they got rid of Jack Del Rio because they wanted John Gruden, and Gruden actually got like four or five years. But um, it does take a few years, I guess, to get ramped up. So if you're a Bronco – and, and I'll, as much shit as I talk about Josh McDaniels, I can kind of see – like, you know, it's going to take a while to put the pieces together that he wants, that he believes in. Um, well, everybody has to learn something brand new. Like, yeah, sure, guys know you can have great wide receivers, guys who know how to throw the ball great, but if they both don't know where to go on a play, it's a big fucking deal. <laughs> but I, I was just thinking of something this weekend because my brother-in-law was asking me, like, what, like, this is one of those years where there's – some really good fucking teams like the bills the vikings the chiefs that have really good records and then everybody else is like five and ten yeah six and nine yeah whenever, so to be when, a team that's four and eleven in a season where most teams are shit maybe i guess that's enough i don't know well even the raiders were like before they lost to the Steelers, they they kept showing them on that graphic in the hunt. Like nobody at six, yeah. <laughs> nobody at six and eight should be in the hunt of anything. But this is a season where, like, the NFC South is such a great example. Like every team is floating at five hundred. Like nobody's really <laughs> running away with that division. So, like, it's you can win a division or get a wild card, wild card, or be the fifth pick in the draft. Like the the league is so they're so mid pack right now. Like I was even. My coworker was looking at the draft order today because he's a he's a Lions fan. He's hoping that the Rams continue to fall apart so that way the <laughs> the Lions get that number one overall pick. Texans are obviously right there. They're probably gonna cash that motherfucker in. But I look at the Broncos neck. Like, who would want to go there if not like a first time head coach just trying to like get his beak wet? You know, like oh, I just want to be able to say I'm gonna put this on my resume. And then after a while, I'll be like, once this Russell situation dies down or goes away, what what do you think happens first? Do you think he retires? Like, cause I he, fucking hope so for him. Go out with some dignity. Isn't dude. it strange? This year was so bad. How did he it, was? He yeah. sucks. How did it get to that point? Because I think, like, even last year he was injured for a lot of the year, but when he the last six games of the year, they looked pretty good. They were kind of fucking people over who were trying to make a postseason run. Suddenly the Seahawks were good again. So I'm thinking, okay, Russell Wilson is is a top dog still. You know, once he's healthy, he's gonna be great. Uh Nathan Weller in the chat saying Frank Reich is gonna go to Denver, which probably a good call. This is somebody that got ousted in, in Indianapolis and he's probably still at the top of a lot of lists for he, you know, he was on that Eagles offense that won the Super Bowl. He was the offensive coordinator. He was able to make Carson Wentz look serviceable. Um, can you do the same with Russell Wilson? Is that what there <laughs> is? That what the the thought is? Like bring in a quarterback guy, bring in Frank Reich. He'll work with Russ. He'll he'll tune him up. Because because oh, yeah, what is the future? You don't have a future with, with Russell Wilson as your quarterback. And even Shannon Sharp said, "Let me tell you what. Let me tell you what the problem is, Skip." Russell Wilson has never he has never been a one two three get rid of the ball guy. He was very good at improvisation. He was very good skip at getting off script. Russell has lost athleticism, and Russ cannot outrun anybody. 
So he can make those improvis- uh, improvisational plays. I like that Shannon Sharp's using that word, improvisational. Jeez. Um, like he could for the – That's sp- not how he said it, though. Skip. Improv. Improv. Skip. skip. Uh, the first 10 years in Seattle, you would never see Russ get dragged down from behind. Now Russ don't look like he can outrun me. That's not – I like Charles. That's not saying much, bro. Yeah. He's in such good shape. It's ridiculous. But with, and and that's such a great point. Like Russell Wilson in Seattle was a mobile quarterback. Even if he wasn't running, even if he didn't have like 10 rushes a game, it was still the threat of him running was always really, really, was what you're off. You had to watch the RPO. says he also said they let Russ cook and he burned the whole dinner. He did burn the whole fucking (laughs) dinner. And uh, Dom in the chat with a happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you, sir. And a happy new year coming around the corner. I got into that mode uh, probably last Thursday, Geezy. Like, everybody kind of doing the happy holidays. And I just started dropping Merry Christmases. I was like, Christ oh, rules. Yeah. Christ is the best. You guys need to settle down. Like, what ho- What are the other holidays? Is it is it Hanukkah? Schwanza. Well, I even qu- – Did, did you see Schwanza, the Schwanza thing? I didn't see Schwanza. What's this now? Is this a new Nancy one? Pelosi's final speech as the leader of the house or speaker of the house or whatever. Oh, good. She said, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, happy, Han- uh, happy Hanukkah, and happy Schwanza. Schwanza. Instead of Kwanza. Well, even Kwanza itself, I even listened to some – there was some radio show that was talking about what it was. and It was like in celebration of Kwanzaa, they wanted to give the history, and it was made like in the 70s. It's not like this romantic creation of a holiday. It's sort of – I don't want to go with Well, it. the best part of it was the memes of her kneeling in the African-colored clothing saying Kwanzaa doesn't Schwan- even know Kwanzaa. Sh- yeah, doesn't even understand Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa origins because the, the show tried to make it seem like it was this – prestigious holiday and i guess technically it, it did start last night thank goodness so happy kwanzaa um and, and yeah i want to read the whole thing it was uh it was created in the 1960s by a black nationalist who later became a college professor so it's it's not this you know it's from the 60s so i understand that black people felt like they weren't included obviously with civil rights movement things like that um, it was created in the 1960s. A black nationalist who later became a college professor created Kwanzaa as a way of uniting and empowering the African-American community in the aftermath of the deadly Watts Rebellion. Having modeled his holiday on traditional African harvest festivals, he took the name Kwanzaa from the Swahili phrase Matunde Ya Kwanzaa, which means first fruits. Uh, the extra egg. That sounded really good, please. Uh, thank you so much. I've been studying my my. Qua- I celebrate all the holidays. Really, just I give Christmas the the top tier, um, simply to accommodate seven children and the first ever Kwanzaa celebration in 1966, each of whom wanted a to represent a letter. So I don't know. So yeah, again, this is just in the 60s, and it was sort of a holiday for Black people to get in touch with their African roots. So I think a lot of people have gotten away from their African roots. A lot of people don't know if they even have those roots. Like we just, you know, I, I brought up, we bring up with reparations. There's that one county in Illinois that says, like, you have to prove that your family was enslaved here. You can't just get money because your skin is black. You need to prove that they are, <laughs> that they were once a slave. And then what's annoying is, uh, number two on this website, history.com, many people celebrate both Kwanzaa and Christmas. Though often thought of as an alternative to Christmas, many people celebrate both. Kwanzaa is not a religious holiday, but a cultural one. So should I be allowed to say Merry Christmas to these Kwanzaa people? Christ was born. You should celebrate that too. Yeah, and you could celebrate Kwanzaa. Yeah. like according. Well, how, do, how do you celebrate it, though? I, you know what? I have no idea. I, I do know that it's, it, it's uh, Kwanzaa centers around seven principles, all right? Number one. Unity, all right? Unity is an important one. Keep that in mind. Self-determination, that's a good one. Collective work and responsibility, that sounds like a good one. Cooperative economics, purpose, creativity, faith. I mean, those are all things that we celebrate with Christmas, right? Sounds like a religious holiday to me. Unity, self-determination, responsibility, cooperative economics, purpose, creativity, and faith. Yeah, faith is definitely religious. Um, create, yeah, I'll, I'm getting all these same things from from my holidays already. Did then double it up, dude? Did we get double presents too? I think that's how it works, right? You get 
do they? So homemade and educational gifts are encouraged. I love that. In order to avoid over commercialization, gifts handed out to family members on the last day of Kwanzaa are often homemade. Alternatively, some participants buy books, music, art, culturally themed products, preferably by, from black owned businesses. So that's how they okay i i could see that working now i could i can make that work i can see like okay we're gonna do christmas for like your commercial bullshit uh and then on kwanzaa mm-hmm. i'm gonna make you th- that's when i'm selling my art i'm gonna sell my art for kwanzaa s- uh, support your black artist uh I, I i guess i can see that right yeah why not dude i still got Stuff that we bought in Africa that I brought back. I'm ready to go. See, you celebrate Kwan. Well, and it's also not an African holiday. I love that. It's literally an African-American <laughs> holiday. Like oh. the people that have these African roots, they do take traditions and stuff from Africa, but that doesn't necessarily make it like, oh, this is approved by our by our ancestors. And this was this has been going on for generations. Like, no, it started in the 60s. Like, it's not that old. All right. This is. Like no, we're fine. My dad, my dad was born before Kwanzaa was invented. So, um, but th- that's that's the numbers. That's the calculations that I have here. Did so. it say the Watts riots? Yes, it did. It said the Watts riots mm-hmm. because that that divided us as a culture, or at least black people. That made them feel less than or something. The Watts rebellion. So, um, and of course that's Chicago. And yeah, I, yeah, good point because or Watts California rather. So. They have this rebellion, right, where they're beating up the highway patrol. Isn't that kind of what happened? I don't even really know the origins of this Watts riot now that we're talking about that. Well, if it was in the 60s, it can't be. You're thinking of the one in, like, the 90s. I'm thinking The Watts riots in the 90s was, like, what's his face? Rodney King. Rodney King. Let's go here. Let's go to history.com. This is our new favorite website. Hashtags and headlines. We only read stuff that was published in September 28th, uh, 2017, about an article in 1965. So a large series of riots that broke out on August 11th, 1965, in the predominantly black neighborhood of Watts in Los Angeles. The Watts Rebellion lasted for six days, resulting in 34 deaths, 1,032 injuries, 4,000 arrests involving 34,000 people and ending in, in the destruction of 1,000 buildings, totaling Jeez. 40 million in damages. Um, <laughs> Today's money, that's like 30 billion. But it does look like, so I know we talk about a history of violence between white police officers and, and African Americans, or black people as, as they're called. Um, I guess this is kind of where, this is one of the first examples that I've been able to find. And Wait, you said how much did it cost? Oh, it cost forty million in damages, and of course, this is in '65, where a million was probably like a billion today. Uh, that would be. Uh, why can't it? Why is it not just as easy as fucking? Just gotta yeah. show a whole table. Three hundred and seventy-eight million dollars yeah, today. That's a lot of money that was <laughs> fucking wrecked by by the riots. So step so step brothers Marquette and Ronald Fry were pulled over by a white California Highway Patrol officer. Now, the article does not specify, but I'm assuming stepbrothers Marquette and Ronald Fry are black. doesn't say that. But I would the, assume so. But since they had to tell me what color the patrol officer was, I'm going to fill in the, the blank because it wouldn't be like two white people, Marquette and Ronald Fry, which, you know, Ronald Fry, that's a pretty white-ass name. Um, <laughs> but they were pulled over by a white California Highway Patrolman. Like, we only focus on the race of the Highway Patrolman, in this in this scenario here. So uh, while driving their mother's car, they were pulled over on the corner of Avalon Boulevard and 116th Street in Watts neighborhood of Los Angeles. Marquette failed. Oh, damn it. See, Marquette failed a sobriety test and panicked as he was arrested. As Marquette's anger rose at the thought of going to jail, a scuffle broke out between him and one of a the police officers. Huh? Uh, it was a bit of a kerfuffle. And then Ronald joined in, partly to protest the arrest, but also to protect his brother. Now, I hate this because, you know, he, they get pulled over, like a routine traffic stop. Now, Marquette fails the sobriety test, so he's, he's been drinking or whatever it may be. And then there's immediate resisting the arrest. Like, if he would just get in the car and deal with this, you know, then we wouldn't have this this kerfuffle that later ensued. Because now Ronald's joining in. So we already have, a, like, resisting arrest and assault on a police officer. And now Ronald says, me too. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to assault the police officer too. 
This is the first me too. So now that we're in, uh, we're in Watts, like we're on the street. It was 7 p.m. on a Wednesday night, so it's also in August, so the sun's still out in L.A. A crowd began to gather, and backup police arrived under the assumption that the crowd was hostile, which resulted in a fight between uh, someone in the crowd and an officer. Another newly arrived officer jabbed Ronald in the stomach with his riot baton and moved to intervene in the fight between Marquette and the officer. Marquette was knocked down by the riot baton, handcuffed, and taken to the police car. The Fry Brothers' mother, Rena, showed up on the scene. Believing the police officers were abusing Marquette, she rushed to pull the officers off of him, resulting in another fight. So this is just, you know, these police officers, they're trying to arrest somebody, and now it's turned into they're being attacked by three people. And obviously, they're using a baton. I'm, I'm assuming when people see that, they're like, hey, that looks like it hurts. You know, let's almost like the because we, we talk about George Floyd, like how did no one run up and just deck that cop? Like, you know, like, they, and, and this is probably why, because it started a riot last time. Well, ladies, this, do you know what the definition of a kerfuffle is? No, it's a kerfuffle. It's, I had to look it up, because I'm like, I think that's right. Thank you so much, Malachi Black, for three journalist spells, because not only am I a wrestling journalist, I'm reading history.com about the Watts riots on the final ladies of the year. A kerfuffle is a commotion or a fuss, especially one caused by conflicting views. Thank you for the mandate from Nathan Weller. So I use that word perfectly here. This is this is quite the kerfuffle. And so two motorcycle cops attempted to leave the scene, right? And they were spat on. So the police stopped to pursue the woman who they believe did it. The crowd cover, uh, converged around them, sending several police officers to gather and assist them. More police cars were called to the scene. The two police found Joyce Ann Gaines to arrest her for spitting on them. Honestly, just get out of there. Like, if what you, is that, assault? What are you gonna it try is to assault, but just get out of there. Just move on. <laughs> By 7.45 p.m., the riot was in full force, with rocks, <laughs> bottles being thrown. Buses and cars had been stalled in traffic because of the escalating incident. And it, 100%, that's a great way to describe this, escalating incident. Like It's just, this started <laughs> off as something that could have been so handled, and now it's boom, like just fucking immediately explodes into a full-fledged riot. You, uh, could, you could not resist arrest. You could not walk over randomly in public to fuck with the police yeah you could also let the girl who spit on you get away and not fucking chase her down and beat the shit out of her either so it's all sides here and the night after the arrest crowds were attacking motorists with rocks and bricks they pulled white drivers out of their cars to beat them which you know if i'm just a white guy there are people there we've been we've watched seattle riots we've all we've all watched that stuff we've watched white people scream with no shirts on go black lives matter and then they're like crying and then someone says black trans lives matter and then he's like black trans lives matter like he's just crying like covered in kool-aid or something like all this red shit's all all the sticky red goo is covering some random white guy in the street so you, you know the name of this episode has to be the kerfuffle oh dude this kerfuffle in 1965 like on the why is it just not called the kerfuffle why is it the watts riots i don't know this is a conflicting view William Parker, this is a name that's in caps on history.com. Local leaders requested the police dispatch more black police, but this was turned down by the Los Angeles Police Department Chief William H. Parker, who was prepared to call the National Guard. Uh, and we've seen this too, like you send black police in, like, hey, this, this police officer's black. Ha ha! What are you going to do now? You know, that's kind of the. We're going to beat the fuck out of him. That's too. the ultimate Trump card. We got a black guy who's also a cop. Um, the word of the decision and subsequent news reports about teenagers' tirades are credited with causing the riots to escalate. So I guess just the thought of, hey, we're going to send the National Guard, that made people get fucking crazier. They were like, no, we're going even harder than we were before. Let's fucking tear this place to the fucking ground. By the end of the third day, rioting covered over a 50-square-mile section of L.A. 14,000 National Guard troops were dispatched to the city, <laughs> erecting barricades. Further clashes included sniper fire at police. Jesus Christ. There was a sniper shooting at cops? This is like Dallas. That happened a few yeah. years ago. I remember that. I remember I was I was working at a FedEx office in Louisville, and I, I, there was a guy who came into the store, and he was black, and he was talking about, you know, um, talking about how crazy it was in Dallas. And I mentioned, yeah, yeah, we're probably going to be – I'm probably going to be avoiding Dallas for a few days. And he looked at me and goes, yeah, you – and I and I looked at him. <laughs> I looked at him, and I didn't want to say it out loud, but like, put that shit on. Put your dance, baby. Do your dance. Put that shit on. 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 Put
put that shit on. I, I, I didn't want to say it to him, but it's like, you know that they're killing white people, right? Like, because everything has to be about race. Put that shit on. And, and and good point by Kevin. George Floyd would have died even without that cop, right? That and guy, you didn't say, what do you mean, you people? He was so drugged out, wasn't he? Like, just hearing the conversation they were trying to have with George Floyd, some, he ingested so much of something. And I know that this, like, they're going to put a little, Spotify, you can flag this if you want. But he definitely, uh, like. Well, we haven't said the C word the whole episode. That's true. Is that how it works? You say that word and it just pops up. But he, he. He definitely, so he was on those drugs. It was crazy. And the coroner, like even the toxicology said, didn't say that he died from suffocation, right? It was like an independent search that then later on said, no, 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 it was a knee on the neck. He's dead. Like, didn't they have to say that later? I thought there was multiple autopsies, right? I'm pretty yeah. sure. There, that had to be why. If you don't like the answer to the first one, or if you do like the answer to the first one, there's no reason to go to the second one, right? Dude, that was nuts. So the ash, so after the riots... Uh, in in on August twelfth, the day after, uh, on August twelfth, Chicago they had a, a riot as well. Three days of violence following the death of Desi May Williams in a fire truck ladder accident, um, and then of course Detroit riots had were two years later, resulting in 40, 43 deaths. And then the ones that we're familiar with, nineteen ninety two, the Los Angeles riots following Rodney King beating, try so he got beat. They beat that shit out of Rodney King too. That that footage is really hard to watch. Um, but that led, led to the death of 63 people, and it was a grim reminder that many issues of race, racism remain unsolved. So I like that they they ended that in a kind of a woke way, but still, it is remained unsolved. History Channel, I believe, part of uh, Disney Plus. They're gonna make sure they put that shit in there, right? Yeah, they have to, dude. They, <laughs> yeah, Disney, Disney sucks. They're just sack. the best. Are you still back on the? Are you still on the Disney train? Like, I had to talk to to my cousin Michelle and. I, I just I'm not a Disney guy anymore. I think it's official. I I'll wear my old school Disney stuff. Ralphie can watch Monsters Inc. But anything after 2020 has not been good. There's has there been one good and so, and people stop telling me these Marvel shows are must see. Like I watched like 10 minutes of the Hawkeye one. I was like, nah, I'm good. Like I think I've got. I think I'm squ- all square on on superhero movies. I have a prediction that superhero lives. So I'm gonna just throw that out there. <laughs> I, I I think I'm done. I mean, fucking Encanto slaps. Was that was Malachi Black was says Monsters Inc. suck dick v. Leaders. I didn't watch the the series Monsters Inc. I know they made like a new series. That's the other thing is they they keep like, oh, you guys like this? Well, we're gonna make a new version of that. But <laughs> like even this, That's str- everything. Though. Even this Strange World. Did you watch the Strange World movie? No, my wife. So my wife works at our daughter's school, and their Christmas party was going to see that in theaters, and like half the people walked out during the movie. <laughs> They're like, "We didn't know it was about this." Well, and obviously, like when I saw the trailer the first time, I just thought, "Who is this for? Who wants to see that movie?" And we we mentioned this a few weeks ago, like whenever whenever we discuss anything Disney or anything, like so it's Disney, it's for kids, like. And and obviously they make this content is to be consumed by children, but they're also it's also this self fulfilling prophecy or self satisfaction by these Disney adults now who well I'm gay so I want to watch a gay Disney thing and I think kids would love to watch gay Disney shit so then they they I mean it's all for adults who are like in the head like well I'm gay I wish there was gay stuff when I was little so now they now that they're in charge they're able to protest and make sure that Disney has a gay agenda. And whenever you bring up the gay agenda, it's like, oh, well, gay people exist. It's like they existed before this shit even happened. There was no strange world <laughs> cartoons when I was a kid and gay people still ex- they still happened. So maybe just keep all the content based on procreation, based on man, woman, based on dick goes in vagina. And the people that are gay, they're going to find their way to gay. Totally fine. Go find your way there. All like the people that aren't trying to show their kids that you can still make wholesome content for them based around the nuclear family, based around the great American family. There's nothing wrong with being heterosexual, but there's a huge attack on media that's for for the common white guy. Uh, amen, brother. <laughs> <laughs> like everything I watch now, Ralph uh, Ralph was watching Paw Patrol, and I do pay for. I have channels through Spectrum. I have live TV, and I was just. He wanted to watch Paw Patrol, and I don't have Paramount Plus right now. So 
I was like, yeah, it's on Nickelodeon. Of course, I just guessed. It's probably on Nickelodeon as we speak. And it was. So we're watching this. And like the first commercial break, I'm sitting there like, okay, let me just make sure we're good here. And yeah, Chuck E. Cheese, totally fine. Like oh, The commercials were mostly good. There was only one woke commercial about standing up for injustice. And when you see something going wrong, you have to say something. And, and you know it was like it was a bunch of black people in a commercial like i get i get what they were doing with that one but I, ultimately the commercials were fine they're on nickelodeon i've seen other commercials that were ridiculous on nickelodeon these ones were all okay uh it wasn't as bad as when i watch hockey hockey has the gayest commercials i don't know who who's in charge of buying ads during hockey games but they assume everybody who watches this ice skating bullshit must be gay. Like, that's just what they have in their heads. <laughs> Pretty much. It, it, it can't be that far off. Let's take a look at the Strange World trailer. So, I, so just to confirm, you, did you know, like, beforehand about the gay stuff that was in this? I don't know if I've even seen the trailer. I just heard it from a, everybody that it's, like, really gay. Oh, here we go. That's why it's called Strange World. Put that shit on. <laughs> Have you ever wondered what adventure awaits beyond our world? Whoa! What kind of airship is that? I've never seen anything like it! Baby Clade! What is the president doing in our front yard? Our entire world is in grave danger. I want you to come with me on an expedition. I'm not my father. <laughs> he was the explorer. I know you were just a kid when you went missing, but now you're all we got. Mr. Clade, I'm a huge fan. Oh, thank you. See, okay. like that, I think that was like when I saw the trailer, that was the first thing I saw. Like, I'm a huge fan. And I, I don't know. It just was immediate. Like, oh, my gosh. Can't you guys just make a movie anymore? Why does everything have to have this? Everything has to have short, short haired lady in the background, gay dude in front. Um, like everything, everything has to have it. There's we we gotta check the boxes. Well, when is the Daily Wire gonna start making animated movies? Dude, they're getting close. I honest, that was almost my Christmas present. Was just getting myself a year subscription. I want to watch that dumb <laughs> Gina Carano movie. I want to watch What Is a Woman. I've never seen it. I'm sure it's fantastic. I know that he was on Joe Rogan, and and Joe, did, I, I I listen to Joe Rogan every once in a while. But Matt Walsh was on, so I had to check that out. Because he is from the Daily Wire, and he did What is a Woman. And Joe was on his side for the most part, like, until they got to gay marriage. Joe was very, very pro-gay marriage. Um, and obviously, and Matt wasn't. Matt says marriage should be about procreation. There's still several countries that it's about procreation. And Joe, like, the big comeback for Joe was, like, how does gay pe how does two people getting married of the same sex, like, affect your marriage at all? And... I think it's a great like way to frame that, but it's also that's not exactly what Matt Walsh was saying. He's not saying that it affects his marriage directly. He's just saying what he does, his version of marriage, involves procreation, involves man and woman in the traditional household. Just calling something else where a union between two human beings um, doesn't have to be called marriage, I think is what he was trying to say. Um, having said that, I mean, gay, gay dudes are getting married. Gay, gay women are getting married. It's, I mean... It, it happens and it makes sense because our tax benefits and health insurance benefits. Marriage has become a product of the United States and a product of the culture. It's no longer what the Bible says marriage is. But um, it's a civil union, Bleedies. Just yeah, let them have it. It's just a civil civil union now. No longer, no longer at all. Your dad. Do you? He think hate you me. What up, dude? Autograph. What? <laughs> is this how? Autograph. Your dad. Do you think you I want to hear I'm him a say huge it. fan oh, thank you. of your dad? Do you think you could forge his autograph? What? See, like, <laughs> yeah, like, cool. Where in the world are we? Ethan, you brought world. the dog? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Dog. We are clearly in uncharted territory. Hello. You probably don't understand a word I'm saying. Of it's his dad. I understand you. Huh? <laughs> dad? Dad? Grandpa? I'm a grandpa. Wow. What Plot is twist. this place? The cliffs are alive. This looks great, right? You, the, already, this looks fantastic. You knew this. You knew the big twist immediately. I guess it's in the trailer, so they knew it wasn't going to be that elaborate. But just based on this trailer, I feel like we'd be ha a half hour in, and we'd already know this. <laughs> then. 
This just doesn't look good in general, let alone the other stuff. It doesn't look exciting. I don't really know why he's going on the adventure. I can't remember already. Um, I know that the, the sun's gay, and I know that that black dude's gay. Like, And the waters dissolve the flesh off your bones. Everything down here is trying to kill us. There's always a tough black chick in every movie now. Gotta have those. Malachi Black says, fuck this, let's watch Wakanda forever instead. I didn't watch, I didn't see that either. Absolute fucking banger, I had bro. no interest. Is there a bunch of gay shit in that too? <clears throat> fuck no, there's a lot of badass shit in there, dude. Do you mind if I call you Splat? You just kind of give me Splat vibes. <laughs> Ow! I guess I deserve that. I guess that's a really, that's a really that like, awesome. that just... character's on point. That's how people are in real life now, right? Like, just... You gave me yeah. vibes. Everything's vibes. Vibes, dude. Not awesome. You gave me a machete for my birthday? <laughs> Classic Jaeger claimed. I was too. I'm loving you know this family reunion. Come on. We got a world to save. <laughs> we need you to figure this out. Otherwise, we're doomed. We are doomed. Wait, seriously? <laughs> no, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. So nobody saw this movie, right? Like nobody saw it. Like, uh, it bombed horribly at the box office. Because first of all, you're right; it doesn't look good. Like that's just the plot didn't seem interesting. It wasn't funny. The jokes didn't land, and it clearly seems like a lazily thrown together movie just to be able to say we made a care a movie with gay characters. Yeah, I don't, I I don't get it, Fleenies. I don't know. Let's well, let's see the stinger. I don't know. It's a Oh, no joke post-credits, huh? All right. I mean, hey, <laughs> wow. Strange World. It's already on Disney+. Plus. Like, even when I opened Disney+, Plus the other day, that was like the – and I'm on Ralph's profile, so it knows how old he is. That was the biggest thing. Now available for streaming, Strange World. And look, I know it's probably good for kids, but as a, as a Christian father who isn't trying to show my son a bunch of gay shit right off the bat, it, can't there be a setting that just says I'm hetero and I'm trying to not – I, I have a hetero setting pushed. I'll watch High School Musical, the musical, the series on my own time, okay? I, I, I like that show. And I know there's a bunch of gay people in it. It's a pretty gay show. But that's for dad. That's what I watch. That's the stuff I watch. <laughs> my son doesn't watch that stuff yet. Stop trying to pretend that it's for kids. High School Musical, the musical, the series is a show based on a movie from 15 years ago. Wait, it was a movie? Well, it was a TV movie. It was a TV movie. Oh, okay. It was a 90-minute movie. with. And I've never seen it, Vleeties. I don't fucking know. I'm not gay. Okay? Really enjoy those first ones. Well, I'm a little gay. That's why I watch it. So I think it's okay. Like, <laughs> We're I think, all a little gay. I think you have to... You it's know, a spectrum, Vleeties. You, you have, can't not, not be gay. Yeah, you just have to live your life for long enough to be able to make those decisions for yourself. Like That's why it's frustrating... Did now, I just say you can't not not be gay? I don't hear what you I said. did a triple negative. I'm just saying that I'm okay with... <laughs> I'm okay with watching gay gay stuff. I know that gay people exist. I'm not as I'm not as right far right as our best friend Matt Walsh, but uh, I I just I watch a trailer like that and I go, well, there's no like how much did, did it bomb? I have to look it up. Let's go to we'll go to Google. It has to have like Disney because I know that if it's I, already streaming. It had to have. <laughs> well, and I know that um. Lightyear bombed. Lightyear only made like fifty million, and they were hoping it was going to make over one hundred and fifty. Toy Story four made like two hundred million, so they were thinking, "Oh, Lightyear is going to crush it," and nobody mm -hmm. went to go see it because once that stuff leaks, and then you have these, like, you're not supposed to make a movie with anything polarizing at all. Isn't that what Disney was for so long? A movie like Cars is fantastic because there's no gen, like, I mean, obviously there's gender, but it's like there's no races. I mean, other than the cars going around the track, dude. But <laughs> there's no there's no ethnicities. It's just vehicles. There's men and women vehicles, and they're just having fun. Um, oh, dude, what? I told my wife last night because, like, I told you, I've been playing Pokemon all fucking weekend because I bought yeah, you bought my a oldest daughter game. Pokemon Violet, dude. And I said, you know what, babe? I'm glad Pokemon's not woke. She's like, what do you mean? Like every Pokemon is still male or female. Yep. Oh, there's certain media where yeah, things are. I I got a Garmin watch for Christmas, and and by me getting it, I mean my stepdad got it and he didn't want it, so I went home with it. I just took it. I was like, oh, I'll, Dude, I'll try it out. What model is it? It's the Phoenix Six. I got a Phoenix Six. Bro, that's like an eight hundred dollar watch. It's a very nice watch on my wrist right now. It's right here <laughs> on my wrist. So, um, I don't remember why I even brought it up. But I'll, what? what? 
Oh, probably because oh. I asked you if you were male, female. Yeah, that was it. It just asked male, female. It gave no options. It knew that people <laughs> that are wearing this watch to work out or go outside uh, to go run or hike, <laughs> they know yeah. that it's male or female. And I was like, fuck yeah, Garmin, you get me. This Apple shit, there's emojis for pregnant people on here now, like pregnant men. Dude, I'm jealous you got a free Phoenix 6. Dude, it's not free. I'm sure it'll be held over my head at some point. <laughs> but... At some point, it'll come. Hey, boy, you remember I put that watch on you, okay? These chickens will come to roost for sure. Strange World's $100 million box office loss worsens Disney's (laughs) streaming problems. Did you know that Disney Plus has not been profitable yet? (laughs) That doesn't surprise me. I was shocked to hear that. You have the... Thank you, me, hate me. I don't know. I don't know. When you said that, I'm almost thinking like... I mean, will it ever be profitable? Because isn't it just like the place to go to stream your old stuff? That's that's what I like. You're expecting to make money for people to rewatch all the old stuff they've watched before. Well, and if you don't make any new content and I just pay 10 bucks a month for shit that you already made years ago, I think you can make money eventually. But in order for people that don't like I love Toy Story. I love cars. All those movies really did have a a significance in my life. Monsters, Inc., like we brought up. And and I have a I have a four year old. So he gets to watch all that stuff. I think the problem for Disney Plus is in order to attract a new audience, we have to make a Mandalorian and we have to make a a WandaVision and the millions that they pour into these. Disney original like $10 million an episode. Yeah. So let's say you're spending a hundred million dollars on a series. Now you're looking at a, okay, we we're, we're breaking even now based on content that already exists, but in order to pay for these hundred million dollar series, everybody who's currently subscribed needs to be subscribed for another five years. So we're not going to see <laughs> our money, our return on investment immediately. And then we're also going to bank on being able to sign up hundreds of thousands of new subscribers, which like, no offense, Disney. I think you got them all already. Like, I think everybody that's going to want Disney Plus has it. I don't think that them making a new... Because even when they announce, like, hey, we got a new Mandalorian and it goes viral. It's not like a ton of people are... Like, people that don't have Disney Plus aren't getting Disney Plus to be able to... Because even if they watch that, they definitely cancel right when they're done watching Mandalorian. And I know that's... How... Wait. I'm looking at their fucking revenue... They're going to make $7.4 billion from Disney Plus subscriptions this year? Is that cover all the money they've spent, though? Is, is kind of No, I, probably yeah. not, but I didn't think it was fucking that, well, you that think, much money. Holy do, fuck. Do they include the Disney bundle in that? Because also that could be a way... Malachi Black numbers. says, I literally only have Disney Plus for all the Marvel shit and the Simpsons. See? Yeah, so when they spend $100 million on a new Star Wars series... It's not like Nathan's like, I need to check out the new Star Wars. Or when they release another season of Mighty Ducks, that's not Nathan Weller. He's not taking yeah, advantage of that. How much is Disney Plus? 10 bucks a month? So I pay 20 a month, but I have Hulu, Disney, and ESPN Plus. I do the bundle. Commercial so for- say $10, $10 a month just for them. That's even more than it should be. They have 740 million subscribers. I guess so, right? You can that doesn't imagine. make sense to me. Well, no, let's say so because don't aren't so it's like 10% of the world. Well, that's why I'm saying like there's got to be like me where I'm making. Well, and also aren't they making money from they don't do ads on there yet, do they? I thought they had like a 699 mm-hmm. version with ads. Maybe they do ads or maybe they also like studios pay them. Does to that put include Hulu though? Because let's know. say that includes Hulu. Um, you would be. They, do they own Hulu? They own Hulu. Oh, then, yeah. Well, I don't know. This says Disney Plus, but. And Kevin in the chat, I mean, uh, yes, Simpsons is on Disney Plus. I don't know how that worked out. It does include the ESPN Hulu bundle. Okay, good. Okay. Yeah, so I'm dropping 20 bucks a month, and I think a lot of people take advantage of that or or a version of that. I'm dropping like 120 for the live. There's also commercial commercial versions of ESPN Plus. Like if you're a bar and you want to show games on ESPN Plus, you're paying a different rate than what I'm paying. I well, just, uh, Hulu Live has commercials. I got, I watch commercials when I'm watching live TV holy on there. Shit. So. Yeah, if that includes Hulu with commercials, then this whole that whole thing is different. Then, so yeah, I guess. But still, di- though, they're losing money making eight billion dollars. Fuck. Well, they keep raising the price of that Hulu with with live TV. 
Disney's boomerang CEO, Bob Iger, has a long list of challenges in his return. But even as he has a soothing, a soothing ruffled staff members, what does that mean? Uh, he had a Monday town hall meeting. A new headache was emerging. Continued weakness of the company's animated family-friendly features and what it means for the, the Mouse House's high-profile streaming strategy. Isn't, is Bob Iger gay? Uh, no. Or was I the guy who replaced him gay? I don't think either one of them are gay. I think they just have a whole staff of people that are gay. And they because that's what we needed Bob Iger back. That's why. Well, that's what they everything were was fine. Well, that that's kind of what the the idea was. Was hey, this Chappic guy, this Bob Chappic, he's so obsessed with with being woke. Like he thinks that's going to be what takes Disney to that next level, creating more polarizing content for some reason instead of just trying to like when they release a moneymaker like Toy Story four. Like, hey, we'll just relaunch. You know, we'll just make another one. It's completely unnecessary. But the story is still wholesome and. There's there's nothing political about that movie in any way whatsoever. Um, yeah, that's, other than you can identify as a spork. That is true. Yeah, well, even Forky. <laughs> or was, you can identify as trash. Even Forky was a little bit. Um, he was still male though. They still gave him a gender, and he was a man. Um, yeah. And even that talks a lot doll was very pretty. Like they they knew what they were doing. And. Um, <laughs> Inside the magic news report. Ooh. Disney makes worst of the woke list for second year in a row. Oh, but who makes that list? Is that a conservative putting them in that, or is that a company, or is that like some hipster who says they only made one thing with gay shit in it, and there was no trans representation on any Disney products at all? This is a one hundred percent Disney news website, oh. InsideTheMagic.com. But are they saying? But who made the list about the woke shit? Uh, let's see. Disney Animation Strange World Strange World debuted over a long Thanksgiving holiday weekend and it landed with a strange thud. From Friday to Sunday, the film grossed just over 12.8 million. He Hate Me says I only have VLDs Plus and TWFS Plus. Those are good. Those are so good. I See, I, I'm with He Hate Me. Those are good ones to have. Subscribestar.com slash TWFS. But Inside the Magic sounds like some... So it sounds like a Disney product. It sounds like they're in charge. But whenever they post an article that says worst of the woke list, are they claiming that that was posted by Matt Walsh? Or is that no. posted by the University of Berkeley? Posted by the New Tolerance campaign. Oh, the New Tolerance campaign. So so Disney wasn't woke enough for some people. No. I'm under their, like, about us. Their second... Their second bullet point of what they're trying to fight is phony tolerance by the establishment. Oh, fuck that. Can we just So they think Disney's just doing all this shit to make money, bro. But they're not. They're losing money hand over dick. Like they I've Well, no, it's just taking them a while to figure it out. Toy Story 4 should not be making more money than Strange World. It should not be making more money than Lightyear. Like the, these these movies and these ideas like Lightyear should have been a huge hit. I love that dumb Buzz Lightyear cartoon of Star Command when I was a kid on one Saturday morning on ABC Seven. Like, Did you watch it? Yeah, loved it. Loved it. It was on after so I. on after recess. Thought it was fantastic. Could, didn't want to miss an episode. And now here we are, uh, just you know, twenty years later, and they want to make a Lightyear film, but it's a priority for them to make sure they get some. Uh, some same-sex couples in there and not focus on the story, apparently, because I've heard nothing but bad things about the movie in general. And even the people that tell me they like it, here's how you know they don't like the movie. They want to be woke still, okay? They still want, oh, yeah, who cares about the same-sex couple? But you ask them if it's good, and they all go, yeah, it was all right. Yeah, it was good. You know, they give you, yeah. like, they go higher register a little bit. They, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I watch it. I've seen it twice. You know, they don't give you, like, Oh, it was awesome. Like, how was Pulp Fiction? It's fucking great, bro. You haven't, <laughs> you haven't seen Pulp Fiction yet? You have to watch Pulp Fiction by the weekend. Here, I have the DVD. I have two copies. I'll bring you the one with commentary on it. But you'll watch that after you'll watch the one without the commentary, okay? Like, that's how good movies, like, that's how you share good movies. Or, like, hey, did you ever see Minority Report? That's what my boss asked me today. And I was like, nah, I watched it a long time ago. And he's like, one of my favorite scenes is this. He was so ready to tell me about it. <laughs> Lightyear, when where you did had, that come from? Yeah, Lightyear, you had, oh, he looked at me out of nowhere and said, "My new report. Have you ever seen it, brother?" So, <laughs> what? yeah, it's. But when you, but when you focus on like, yeah, I, um, hey, what'd you like about Lightyear? Oh, oh, it was really creative, really creative. Like, hmm. 
I have no fucking idea what you mean by that. So <laughs> I don't even realize this. Uh, he hate me wrote, do you remember when they made a new Charlie's Angels and it was woke as fuck and it bombed? I barely remember the Kristen Stewart Charlie's Angels. Did you ever see that? <laughs> no, that was a thing. Yeah, see, movies have been happening. I think Kevin said it best. If you've seen a movie this year, like fuck you. There's no movies anymore. I Mo- saw Black Panther, dude. Movies are all dead. I don't even. Dude, I didn't, the new Knives Out. I didn't see that. I heard that was was that good. Not. I haven't seen it. The original's good though. <laughs> like, uh, I, I, fucking a good time to die. I I did enjoy a good time to die. Um, and I also enjoyed. Uh, What's it? Brawl and Cell Block 99 with Vince Vaughn. But I think that was made like four years ago. All the new movies that I see, um, all the movies. I mean, this year's Halloween was fucking trash. I didn't see that. I don't remember that. Gino cannot stop writing Terrifier 2 in the chat. That looks awful. Um, I just watch Never Back Down over and over again. I've watched Even Nope sucked. Yeah. Oh, was that the Get Out threequel? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't watch that. I, I whenever a movie comes out, I just have none interest. Like even what was that? The Gray Man when that came out on Netflix. What are the Academy Awards looking like this year? Have you seen any oh of this shit? Oh my god, I have no idea. So, uh, but but just to wrap this up for for Strange World, it made twelve million dollars in its opening box office weekend. That was good enough for second place for the weekend, but it was far behind the forty five point six million brought in by Black Panther. Uh, Strange World brought in twenty eight point seven worldwide. The, the week opening means that the film will likely lose more than $100 million in its theatrical release. The film <clears> costs more than $180 million to make. How? How does it cost that much to make a shit movie? I mean, you pay the actors, what, hundred grand because all they're doing is like a couple days of voiceovers? They're just doing voiceovers. So. And then you just need that many animators or what? What are the know. Academy Award nominees? There's no way I've heard of any of these. There's no way that... Are you ready? Oh, do you have them? Wait... Which the ones that won in 2022 or the next one? Thank you, Cassie. I was saying next year's. Oh, next year's. Let's see. 2023. And really just saying next. Oh, yeah. I mean, one of the greatest movies made in the past 10 years that we're completely forgetting. Glass Onion. Top Gun. So that's I'm hearing a lot of that. I'm hearing just because the success that it had, the money that it made, you can't deny it's one of the best movies of the year. Did you see it? Still haven't seen it. I don't have Paramount Plus right now. I'm waiting for it to Fleeties. Once it it's TNT, I'll be able to watch it. Once it's TBS, I'll be able to check it out. I bought it on Voodoo. I'll be I'll watch it with commercials. I don't mind. You can't dude. It is a master. My mom has Paramount Plus. I will find a way to log into that. So um, let's see. They don't have just okay. So for best Avatar is already nominated. Is that any good? My cousin said it was great. I have no. I am interest. not going to see that, dude. I have no interest. It's a three-hour movie. We've already been to Pandora. James Cameron got on a microphone. It's a toxic masculinity needs to. That's be- the main reason he's done so many interviews of like, well, I don't care. It's four hours long. You can fucking watch or you don't. I don't care. But how can the guy who made Terminator One and Two try and tell me that toxic masculinity is a bad thing? I mean, he had Linda Hamilton running around in that fucking white meter. Wasn't I? Wasn't me who did that? I didn't pick Arnold Schwarzenegger to be in a movie. That's true. I, I mean, there's nothing more masculine than Terminator One and Two. So everything, everywhere, all at once. My boss says is a good movie. I've never heard of the Fablemans. I've never heard of Babylon. I've never heard of Tar. I've heard of Top Gun Maverick. I can't believe that's nominated for Best Picture. You know that that's not like if this was five years ago, that's not nominated. There's no way a Top Gun <laughs> would take it seriously. Yeah, no way. That's like if Roadhouse was nominated. Roadhouse Dude, three. I didn't even know all of the actors learned how to fly and flew all the jets. I didn't know that either. That sounds awesome. They actually learned like. <laughs> We watched it in the because I bought it with the extra credit scenes, and we looked at it. and It's like flight training. Watched it; they all learned how to fly jets. And don't they? But doesn't this show? Doesn't this show like Hollywood though, and the Academy? What people want to see? Black says, "I heard the new Avatar sucked dick." Like, <laughs> yeah, the new Avatar sucked. Like, that's that's what a lot of people are saying. But I'm even. Dude, you, I will fucking buy a DVD copy of Top Gun and send it to you. Dude, send it. I have a DVD player. But that, that's what I mean. It's like I'm looking at, um, like I'm looking best at, movie in the last ten years, ladies. I'm looking at this list and I see a Top Gun, and like people but are no, who the fuck would I would have never thought Top Gun would be in would the best be picture. But doesn't this show Hollywood? Like this is what people want. People just want kind of like just standard toxic masculinity. Movies. Yeah, we want mask. Well, we want heroes. We want to root Speed. for somebody. 
And every airplanes, <laughs> missiles, bombs, and every once war in a while, ladies, yeah. we want war. Every once in a while, we just kind of want to go to a movie and not have to worry about. They give it to us on the news, but not in the fucking the f- movie theater. The fake concerns and the fake politics that go along with some of these movies. The Banshees of Inertiaen. I've never heard of that. Avatar- you haven't seen that, dude? No, nope, never saw the Banshees of Inertiaen. Uh, Avatar, I didn't see that yet. The Elvis movie looked like shit. Did you watch the Elvis movie? Mm, no. no. Who even played Elvis? Oh, it was some dude who wore a dress. That's some red carpet thing. Um, and that's Harry not Styles? a joke. That's, it wasn't Harry Styles. But, and that actually might have been more serviceable. But it's such a obvious, like, Bohemian Rhapsody was a hit. Then they did Rocket Man. Now they're going to the Elvis well. Let's just keep Who's doing next? biopics. Keep it mo- Bruce Springsteen movie. Let's go. <laughs> um Glass Onion, I guess, is good. might be nominated, which is kind of funny to think that not, uh, Knives Out, which seems like a silly, like, Clue-style movie, is being nominated. Dude, the first one was really good. A Triangle of Sadness. That sounds really, really poetic. That sounds amazing. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it sounds fucking terrible. So, yeah, I don't watch... No, the, Kevin's right. Movies are dead. Everything... Like, we're in a different world now. Nobody wants to watch a movie anymore unless it's something they've already seen or it's something they Dude, missed. Dude, with how good Top Gun was, the new two-part Mission Impossible is going to fucking slap. We did, we did see Tom Cruise jump out of that, that plane. That looked pretty fucking awesome. So maybe <laughs> Tom Cruise is all we have left. Like, he kind of supersedes all the woke shit. He is, and he's fucking... Crazy Scientology, dude. It's because, is he still? It, he makes is, great movies. Didn't he leave the church yet? Hasn't everybody left he, that church? He is the church, ladies. No, I'm assuming Tom is. He runs that motherfucker. Like, because they have to be religious somewhere, so they give the Scientology some credence. But hasn't everybody walked away? Leah Rimini walked away. There's no way Tom Cruise walked away. He he let his wife run away. Tom Cruise he said, "I'm staying no here. longer." Scientologist. I, that's that's where I'm I'm putting that in Duck Duck Go because they're gonna give me the real news. It's Tom Cruise still it's uh, me says I wanna produce the Loft Boys biopic. Yes, we need a biopic of Kevin and Jeff. I poor <laughs> Jeff Murphy from Jim and them. I, I heard he got his car repoed. Like it just seems like everything's on the down the down the downward. And I was listening to an older Jim and them from like a year ago and he's like a mailman with money and shit and he's listening to war mode and smoking weed on the job. Like it sounds awesome. So if we do a biopic, who plays Forrest when Kevin is talking about timing out your sleep? Oh my gosh! Hopefully we can get like Dude. Zac Efron in a fat suit like that. No, no, no. You know who? Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill in a fat suit. Gino. Gino could play Forrest. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> Gino, yeah. start working on your line reading. We're gonna have you read. We should just have like. We should have some sort of script and just have Gino read the script of like Forest Lines just to get him ready because I would love to see Gino portraying Forest Sova. You can do the boys, time for another MMA <laughs> podcast. Like that's what we need out of Gino. And we're going to see if I can get it out of him because I'm talking to Gino in a few minutes here. We have the TWF Slammies. Can you believe it's been another year of wrestling? I can't believe the end of 2022 is a mere moments away in so many in so many minds. Um, we're so close to, to getting to that end of the year. So the voting is live. Havegrit.club uh, slash Havegrit.club has all of the voting right there at the top of the page. I was scrolling through there today. I'm going to go through all of the, the categories and all the picks with Gino. I'm sure he's going to try and tell me that uh, Big Bill, Colin Cassidy, is the superstar of the year. He's going to tell me that uh, Steve Macklin versus Trey Miguel versus Laredo Kid is match of the year. There's a lot of stuff that we, he and I are going to get through. So um, I can't believe it, though. The final hashtags and headlines of the year. What, what a ride we've been on. It's been crazy, dude. The craziest thing to me is that Gino's working. Is he still working? Still working. Holy I, shit. He's working. The, I texted him today about him getting a driver's license. Like He is moving up that list of life like he still isn't giving his like mom any money for like where he lives so he's buying tickets like wrestling events and he's you know take a lift it's fine like he's ready to drop 90 bucks on a lift uh to go to a wrestling event so he's not quite where we need him yet but this is better he kind of he's gonna ruin the hard to kill uh companion that i'm hosting but uh i can't believe it has been a year gino has a job can't believe so how's so and for you are you still doing like the waking up at 4 a.m shit too 
Uh, I'm back to it tomorrow. Malachi Black says spends all his money on bullshit pathetic. It's amazing. I'm jealous. I'm unbelievably jealous. So Chino should get forklift certified. Great advice from Ricardo as always. So it's going to be a big year. We got these Garmin watches, Geezy. We're going to be dropping weight like crazy. I was I going to buy a new one. I'm trying to get mine warrantied because I've had it for like four fucking years. and It doesn't work anymore, but. And we may need to discuss start times because you'd ask your father-in-law if he's got another one. Yeah, hey, hook it up with these Phoenix watches, because Sorry. with the new baby, 8 p.m. Central has been rough these past few weeks. So we'll have to discuss <laughs> a potential, a different date to be able to do this, or or we just bump it back to nine. So I'll I'll, I'll message you off. Dude, yeah. Saturdays at 9 a.m. Morning show. Just <laughs> sip some coffee with us. Where are you? So we'll see what we put together, but yeah, I just, I, I, even tonight, like it was, my wife was pumping and I'm like, okay, well I got, I gotta be out there in a minute. And it's just, there's a lot. And even like, as even right before, like literally before I hit live, she's like grabbing boxes and stuff. Like don't go live yet. Don't go live yet. Um, Oh, before we go, great call by Nathan Weller, JJ Watt announced this is his final season in the NFL. Like this is it. He obviously went to the Arizona Cardinals because he thought this was his last chance at a winner. Are we retired today? He's done playing football altogether. Didn't he almost fucking die? Did he have one of those? So Did he have to get a cardio version? So he announced that this will be his final season. So he's still playing. He's going to retire after the season. Um, he came to, to Arizona because he thought this, was, this could be a winner for him. And it wasn't. Um, the Cardinals didn't really have the success, I think, that he thought they were going to have. Um, it was kind of a bold choice, right? Did didn't he go there because Kyler was there? He thought, I can do this. Dude, I, yeah, he got a fucking cardio inversion for he, AFib. He you did. Know that is? I don't know all of that what it is, but he survived. It's fine. scary as fuck. So AFib is when part of your heart is beating out of rhythm. Just, and what they do is while you're awake, they hook you up to a bunch of electrodes and fucking shock your ass to try and get it back into rhythm. Oof. So he got shocked Sometimes it bit. stops your heart. Sometimes it fixes it. Let's see. And then the Broncos believe Russell Wilson is fixable. Look, it's not all. I, I love this ESPN. <laughs> they think it's going to be fine. The Broncos trade. Let, let this sink in. The Broncos traded five draft picks, including a first Yikes. a first round selection next year. Um, and now it could be one of the top three picks in April. And they traded three <laughs> players to the Seattle Seahawks this past March in exchange for Wilson. And then they signed Wilson to a five-year, $240 million contract extension. So, fuck, dude. He's been sacked three or more times over the final two games of the season. Why not? Oh, no. Fuck if him, he's dude. sacked, he will set a career mark in that category. So, he's going to be sacked the most. dude. He's, That's saying a lot for a running quarterback. Yeah. Well... And, and someone did mention that a long time ago. Like, how many mobile quarterbacks do you see in the NFL today? And it's like, oh, there's a lot. How many of them are over the age of 33? It's like, like you hit a wall. Where'd Cam Newton go? Like, see all these guys kind of fall off. And maybe they're able to disguise the throwing whenever they're really mobile. And then once they can't do that anymore, dude, it's over. Like, they just they lose something. Well, the pro when you're a scrambling quarterback, your window to your wide receiver gets way bigger true because the coverage breaks down so if you throw an off ball you got way more wiggle room than when you're standing in the fucking pocket and everybody's covered but yeah and when you're a russell wilson and you're not very tall you're what 5 11 or 5 10 you you can't even see over your alignment on some of these shorter routes so you are throwing deep more often than not and yeah he's also a cuck too so i mean he's got that going for dude him. he's unlimited russell wilson rules he's my favorite i just bleedies can you just you know i'm playing in the super bowl today so can you tell me how to deal with this how do success we deal I'm with gonna the have? success i love i love telling people that story because nobody seems to know <laughs> that great story so many people just love russell wilson blindly they don't know that he's a recovering bully they don't know that he called because even listening to Al Michaels and Chris Collins were tell that story. I'm like, what a fucking douchebag. How the fuck do you like, how do you call Michael? How, who do you ask? Who do you ask for Michael Jordan's phone number so you can call him and ask about how to handle your success of winning two championships? And you haven't even played the fucking game yet. I, I hope Derek Jeter laughed at him. 
I was going to say Rodman, but I guarantee you Michael Jordan does not give Rodman his current phone number. No, there's no way Rodman has that shit. Like, he definitely, <laughs> when Rodman, Rodman sends him a Facebook message. Like, that's the only way that they get in touch with each other is through another form of media. And Nathan did bring up in the chat the Chargers are in the playoffs and the Raiders are not. I do owe the Chargers an apology, but I do think they just got lucky as shit. Easy schedule. <laughs> they didn't make the playoffs last year. They have an easier schedule. Sure. Yeah, that's all. I don't think I've seen one Chargers game this year. I've watched them a few times. I, like th they can't decide if they want to be really good or if they want to be middle middle of the road. And I oh, think they're mid road. How are you doing in fantasy? Because this week, <laughs> in my work league, I won two hundred ninety to ninety. <laughs> and in our league, I won one fifty five to sixty. I've given up on the League of Dynasties for this season. <laughs> I don't I I fell off. There was two I was in too many leagues. I was in six leagues. I beat somebody six. by six. I beat somebody by point six in my work league, which was fantastic. You can't even know how all of those scorings work. <clears throat> no, and that's why towards probably after about week nine, I kind of narrowed it down to two teams. And then even my my Hambino <laughs> league, I made the playoffs. I made them the championship in that league, so it's it was too rough. There was I having that many was way too much, way 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 too much. But in my work league, I'm going to the championship. I'm going up against a team that scored 150 in back to back weeks, and I've only scored 120 in back to back weeks. So I'm uh, nice. setting up to get smashed. <laughs> um, but then after that, and then my my other league. That one's going to be a little bit closer. I think that's projected at like 120 to 120 is like the exact pre-game pre uh, projections. So fantasy this year, and, I, and in the Jason Wickham League, I got my money back because I was the highest scoring team uh, by nice. a lot. I was also the highest points against. So like I scored like 1,600 points, and I gave up 1,700 points. The second highest scoring team only put up like 1,300 points, and points against was like 1,300. So I just was by far pe the points were happening every game I was in. It was we were breaking records on being people were putting up like their highest of the season by by seventy points against me. It was nuts. I mean that's what I did fucking this week, dude. I had Dak Prescott got me forty five points. Justin Jefferson got me thirty five points. Uh, Devontae Smith got me thirty three points. T.J. Hawkinson got me forty points. And the Rams' fucking defense got me 32 points, dude. I just went off. No, not I. No, I don't, not me. I don't live in that world. I'm, I am squeaked into two playoffs. Money is on the line, though, so I got a big chance, and I'm excited about it. But um, it was. I'm, I'm glad it's over. Next year's fantasy is going to be way more way more centralized, way more focused. I'm going to stop saying yes to everyone. I just kept saying yeah. yes. I kept saying yes, and I did it wrong, so – um, thank goodness that uh, that it's all coming to an end. We have championships this weekend, and I'm excited. I, like I, those two leagues that I'm in, I think I have a real shot at winning one of them. But I can win both. Why not me? So um, why not? Let's go over the slammies. I'm going to get Gino in here in just a second, and then he ate me. You say that every year. I, I say that every year. I say that I, I wasted Christmas. Christmas came and went way too fast. I didn't absorb as much of the holiday. I'm thinking next year if we're doing like a movie night thing for, for Valides where I can just watch Christmas movies with everybody to force me to watch them because I feel like I didn't get to enjoy um, – I didn't get to enjoy the Christmas season. Like like I always miss it. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? I mean the only thing I got was we watched Die Hard, so that's all that matters. But <laughs> I didn't realize I'm in the championship game in the League Dynasty. See? Like and the projection – is me at 123.97 points and the other team at 124.13. See, no. <laughs> We're 0.3 points away projected. No, not I. Fuck. Not I. So let, let's ride off into that glorious sunset. Let's get Sonic Gino in here. If you're listening on the podcast, check out the Wrestling Journalist. We're going to go over the entire Slammy lineup, give our predictions, give our picks. Gino's going to hard to kill. Can't believe that. Yeah, Lockheed Black says Vlides needs to release all his Christmas. Oh, songs. I have a SoundCloud. I should just start uploading them. I can do that. You good, have to. Dude. Good call by Nathan Weller. That's a very good call. Um, well, let's listen to a little MXPX, and we'll be right back. Thank you so much, Keezy. We did it. Later, bros. There we go, everybody. Let's. I'll be right back. I'm gonna go. What's up, you guys? I'm gonna go PP real quick. It's gonna be. It's gonna be PP. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> 